Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Second Success Podcast. And uh, you're with me, Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Thank you for joining. On this week's episode of the podcast, I speak with a very good friend and founder of award-winning bespoke Indian wedding and event catering company, Sakir Catering, Rashpal Nandre. Rashwell um, went on to qualify as a chartered accountant, but started out in the wedding industry at the age of 16 as a mobile entertainment company with a few of his friends. Then over the years, what started out as a bit of a you know weekend fun to make money while studying soon grew to become an award-winning business. Now, with a passion for good food at affordable prices, Rashbal adventured into the hospitality sector and launched what is now a multi-award-winning company, Sakir Catering. Let's hear what he had to say. Hello, Rashbal, and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. Thank you, Yarkesh. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, this one's a bit of a long time in the making, actually. I'm surprised... Um, I don't know why. Why why did our paths not cross to do this a couple of years ago when I was starting doing this? I know you were quite busy during those during COVID, as in COVID. Yeah, during during COVID period, uh, we were quite surprised for ourselves. Actually, we we were very very busy Mm. uh, for the last two years. We've been swamped. So uh, uh, I know we didn't mention it, uh, but I think just the time is right because we just uh, it was quiet, and all of a sudden it just. like somebody just flicked a switch and we were just it every week yeah. we were, you know week in week out we're just full of bookings yeah which is fantastic i mean we'll come on to that but a bit a little bit about big background in the intro i mentioned you've gone from being an accountant to mm-hmm. running an award-winning um catering company so first of all i've got to say typically indian don't tell me your dad made you become an accountant <laughs> Uh, no, basically, when I was there studying, uh, figures were just easy. And when I did accountancy at GCSE level, it's the only thing I understood without working or without using my brains. And I <laughs> thought, okay, let's go to A level. And I sat A level. I thought, you know, I understand this more than I understand anything else. This is this is quite easy. Then went on to degree level, and first year was like I I did more in my A levels for this, and then it got slightly harder. That's when it got really serious. But it's just um. Uh, yeah, typical Indian, you know, uh, my, my family background of builders, and uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, wanted to be the, the back sheep of the family and get away from the building trade, even though I've got oh, a lot really? of building experience. And um, yeah, it's just headed that way. And I just thought in accountancy was something which I enjoyed and uh, I understood very well. Mm. I was going to say, it sounds similar in terms of my own approach to education, where I just did stuff that I was kind of good at without really any kind of plan. Things kind of just opened up, opened opportunities, opened up. I was going to say, thinking back then, did you, was there any kind of career guidance or, you know, I know I heard that you're saying that you didn't want to go in down the building trade, but you wanted to do something different, but any formal kind of guidance at all at school or college to say, look? Uh, no, not really. It was my own choice. Um, uh, even though I've got, you know, I had, I've got a building trade in me, because I learned when I was a young age, where mm-hmm. on the weekends, uh, my dad's decorator taught me the whole decorator trade, and I've become a professional decorator in, in the process of that. And I was at one point credited by Dulux. Um, but it was just, I had no career guidance. I just wanted to do something which I enjoyed. And, uh, you know, even though I did enjoy the building game, it's always good to have that mm-hmm. trade in your business, you're at home, you're always going to do DIY. So you're always good to have that bit of knowledge inside you to do stuff around the house. Yeah. Um, but it was just, uh, I just 
did what I wanted to. And uh, like I said, even when I started the accountancy, it was just something which I just uh, understood at the time a lot easier mm-hmm. than I did with uh, like my economics or maths or anything yeah. like that. Even though I did psychology, I did economics and a few mm-hmm. other subjects. It's just something which I really just understood. No, that's fantastic. I was going to say, I did have an experience of accountancy at school. I remember when I was... Oh, I'm trying to think now. I can't remember whether when it was doing my GCSEs or when it when it was during A level. But I did a I did a week's. It must have been school. It must have been GCSEs. I did a week's experience at a local accountancy office. Pretty mm. much showed me that I did not want to go down the accountancy route. Uh, I was being pushed that way um, mm. by my father, but uh, I was like, no, that's not going to happen. So it was yeah. probably the most boring week, uh, just doing numbers and spreadsheets. Yeah. So I was like, no. Yeah. I had that. I mean, I, I high street practice is completely different to industry. So uh, yeah, this yeah. if you if you're going to go to high street practice, it is boring. It is definitely mm-hmm. boring. But luckily, <laughs> I, was, I was more industry based. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so how 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 many years were you doing accountancy before you? Well, we'll say you fell into the the catering side, but we'll come on to when that kicked off. But how long were you doing accountancy before? Um... Well, I mean, what actually happened, the, the catering, catering sort of came along in 2013. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, when I was at college, I entered the wedding industry with a few of my friends where we set up a, uh, we were DJs, you know, we started a DJing company off. Mm-hmm. So we actually entered, I was 16 when, or coming on to 17 when I, in 91, when I started uh, DJing uh, at small functions and weddings. Um, so you know we we started the wedding industry at a very very young age, and as as we grew older and a lot more wiser, and you know going through the degrees, you know we started DJing at clubs. You know, my team got a lot bigger, and uh, we just generally grew. And the name mm-hmm. LSD Roadshow, which we we formed, grew to become an uh, award winning DJ. One of my DJs was voted uh, the best uh, club DJ for the year two thousand. Wow. Uh, Sonny Bramble, and um, you know we won the best newcomers. So we won we won a few awards as LSG Roadshow, and as as the years went on, the wedding industry became a bit more sophisticated. Uh, the clients started knowing what more what they wanted, and we the the businesses grew in terms of what we started offering our clients. Then mm-hmm. I went a bit more of event management and working alongside uh, a number of caterers, and it, I was just never pleased about the whole catering industry and the way customers were treated uh, mm-hmm. it was became but it became more like a production facility where you know you you're gonna have food it's just gonna chucked out there's 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 mm-hmm. no regulation in terms of the quality uh you know i think myself you know, you know you people are working hard for their money and mm-hmm. you're you you know you go to a really nice food tasting but then the food that comes out is nothing like what you have at food tastings mm-hmm. um and I was a bit really passionate about that. And uh, I always said to her, one day, when the time is right, I will enter the catering industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I always wanted to do it, but I, I suppose there was always that fear factor in me for doing it, taking that big leap. Um, so I, I put it off for a number of years. And then eventually one one time, when one morning I woke up, you know, my friends were pushing, some of my closest friends pushed me, said, you know, you, 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 you're going to regret if you don't do it. And then mm-hmm. one morning I woke up, I spoke to my wife about it, and she goes, you know, why don't you give it a shot? Worst thing that happens, you fall flat on your face. The best thing that can happen, you can become a success. Yeah. So uh, in with that, you know, in my head, I said, all right, let's give it a shot. 
Um, I thought to myself, it's going to be quite easy for me to launch Satcare Catering Unit into the industry because I had a lot of knowledge, I had a lot of experience, mm -hmm. and I knew a lot of uh, a lot of people within the industry. And I went out and handpicked my team because uh, so I worked with a lot of people throughout the years. But the first two years were a big struggle for Satcare to launch. Okay. We got the small functions, um, but you know nobody will trust us with. Uh, or the brand, especially being a, a new brand, nobody trusts mm -hmm. us with the, with the big events. So, um, you know, we, we struggled for the first two years trying to make an impact or trying to launch the brand as we wanted. But, you know, we, it was a learning curve. And then uh, eventually, you know, we had this one guy who he put his trust in the business. We did mm -hmm. his son's wedding, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, it was uh, for about 300 people. And from there, it was just a big stepping stone that, you know, Satke Catering has arrived. We did a very prestige venue. We did a, yeah. uh, a fabulous job. And that was sort of after we did that, we just sort of took off, really. It was just, yeah. uh, you know, we, we landed and uh, everyone sort of heard the name Satke Catering. Yeah, that's that's winning our first award. And it's uh, 10 years now, 10th, 10 year anniversary of Satke Catering this year. And remember, tell everyone, where, where does the name come from? The name Satke, you know, when I wanted to uh, set the name up, I wanted something which meant something to me personally in order for me to put my efforts mm -hmm. into the business. I didn't want to just create a name and say, okay, yeah, it's, you know, it's the name is tarnished, tarnished, you know, fair enough. So the name actually came from two of my boys. It's my nephew, Satinda, S-A-T, mm -hmm. and my son, Harkirat. So they named H-A-R-K-E-E-R. Okay. 18, so it was S-A-T-K-E-E-R formed Satcare. Um, the name, you know, is this is the two boys of the family. Uh, you know, we, we advertise as two brothers, one name. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, there's, there's a bit of pride and a bit of passion in the name. Mm -hmm. And with that in mind, we work extremely hard to make sure that name does not get tarnished. Mm -hmm. And in order to maintain that, we work extremely you know, to the to our best abilities and we deliver the best we can in order to make sure that when the boys are old enough to take over the business, they have a good name behind them. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, we want to make sure the name, this name means something to us personally. We do go above and beyond when we do our jobs to make yeah. sure the Saturday name is yeah. recognised by everyone. Who we work fantastic. So a bit of a, I guess, you've touched on that so it's a bit of a personal thing i guess and, and and i see this across many families just not asian families businesses are set up there's an expectation that children carry that legacy on and carry that business forward but in this day and age you find it happening less and less because you know heads are turned by immediate successes in other industries etc what are you making sure that it's something that you know your nephew your son will want to do because there's no guarantees, obviously. So what are you doing as a parent? No, I mean, there's no guarantees that they will take over the business. Um, but then at the same time, for us, it's uh, for me, it's a legacy which I can leave behind saying, you know, we did create something in your name and we mm -hmm. did very well at it. Mm -hmm. uh, if they do take over the business, uh, you know, it, it's something there for you, for them to do. Obviously, I would like both of them to follow their own paths. Mm -hmm. um and create their own legacy but then at the same time there, there's something there as a fallback um okay. like my dad's building business i could have fall back into the business in the building trade and carried that off even though i did work with my dad even though when i was working as an accountant mm -hmm. so you know i could have carried that business on so there's always that 
drop back, you know, you could fall back into family business. Sure. But at the same time, I, I had the freedom to follow my own destiny, my own path, which I did. And if the boys want to do what they want to do, which I would completely encourage, you know, go and follow, create mm-hmm. your own destiny, go and do what you want to do and do what you enjoy. If you're doing what you enjoy, you will be a success at it. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, if they do fall into line where, you know, they do want to take over Saturday catering yeah. and can take it to the next level. But then all, by all means, the business is there for them. And yeah. we'll be there to guide them through that process until they're confident enough to take it over themselves. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's that inside, I suppose, there's that little hope that the end of one day they will take it on. Uh, but at the same time, they have their own paths to follow and they want to create their own links in their own destiny. They therefore follow. So it's down to them how they do it. But at the same time, they need to get mm-hmm. the education. Uh, like, you know, most, most parents want the kids to have a good education uh, and decide themselves where they go after that. Of course. Of course. Um, going back to you starting the catering and, you, you know, and also you touched upon your DJs and you talk about we a lot. I haven't really say, heard you say, oh, so with you, you know, and I know knowing you personally, it is about teamwork. It is about the people around you. Is that, do you think you're uh, a big one of your strengths in identifying key people around you to help you grow? Yeah. I mean, Satkir's success is not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in charge. Yes, I make the final decision. Yes, the ultimate buck rests on my shoulders. But then without my team... I'm nothing. So it, it is we. We are a family, and you know it's not me. I didn't create the success overnight. It was a team mm-hmm. effort, um, and the team have every right to the success of Satkir Kato mm-hmm. as much as I do. Yes, I put my money into it. Yes, I put my mm-hmm. sacrifices are made to create Satkir Kato. Um, but at the same time, you know we as a team are the people who go out there who do the jobs as a collective unit i don't go out the job do a job on my own i can't cook Mm -hmm. i can't serve (laughs) the tables and i can't be the bar person and i can't manage a function so as a collective unit we're a very strong unit and i have you know like i said you know we we had i did hand pick the people to work us i went out to make sure one got the right personalities to work us because we're a quite vibrant team we, you know, we enjoy ourselves mm-hmm. behind the scenes um obviously you know you've seen the way we work we have a good laugh with our clients most of my clients become good friends of ours uh you know but we are very professional when we when we go out and do a job so you know we, we make mm-hmm. sure the people we were who we want to join sat catering have that personality where you know they'll have the work hard at you but at the same time we know they have a personality where they can have a good good laugh and we have yeah. a good crack obviously i i take the mickey out some of my staff members they take the mickey out of me so we have that sort of uh, relationship where we can can go out there enjoy work because yeah. if you don't enjoy your work you're not going to do a good job so you know we as a has a you collective unit we've worked very very hard to make sure we built this atmosphere up yeah. we've got this culture where we work hard but we have a good time while we're doing it we're doing what we enjoy we do what we we're doing what we love and uh, you know that's i think that's a big big bonus for everyone who has worked for Satcare Catering. And uh, like I mean, when I spoke to you last week, one yeah. of our, our our girls who, you know, she's a top model in Brazil. She came and worked for me. She went back to Brazil and as she contacted me um, a couple of weeks ago, she's worked, the first thing she said, I'm coming back to the UK. Can I work for you again? And I, I, I said, yeah, I've got a job for you. Just come back and work for me. And you know, it just shows 
how we treat people that we That's treat fantastic. them so much respect that yeah. you know they they respect you and they want to they want to come work for you it's not the fact that you know I've, when i lost her i thought i've just lost a good member of my team because you know she was very good at what she did um but the fact that she remembered us and she came to london first so you reached out said you know is there a job for me i'm, I'm, I'm thinking of coming back uh what can you offer me and i said yeah come back and work for us so for me personally you know we, we i think we did a good job in terms mm -hmm. of uh, how we looked after our team how we look after our staff um, mm -hmm. and the fact that you do want to come work for us is a good bonus and oh, we, brilliant we, i was going to say um anybody that follows you on social media will will see that personality come through because it's not just pictures of food you get to see mm -hmm. members of the team and you can see that you're joking around which is you know it's really good yeah. to see that you know you're actually seeing the people behind the you know the, the name i guess which sometimes you don't always see you know with companies it's just a face or it's a facade or or you know you just don't know you don't know the people behind the brand so it's yeah. you know anybody that follows you on social media which uh, you know i think everybody should so okay catering I'll, I'll put the links in the episode details um yeah, yeah. definitely should be following you so that you know they can keep up with your journey yeah. I mean, with, when it comes to social media posts, yeah, I do promote my team, my team members. They are they are the front of the house. They you know they represent the business. I very rarely post pictures of myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they, I'm, I'm behind the scenes, so but it's the team who are client facing, and you know they're the ones who the clients will meet on the day. Um, my my relationship, my clients start from the minute they come to a consultation when they come to taste the food. Mm -hmm. That's where they will meet me personally. You know, I, I personally meet all my clients now. Uh, there was a stage where, you know, we used to do three or four food tastings every night for six months. We were busy every day. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I never got to know my clients. I never got to know the requirements. I never got to know them personally. Uh, yes, we were busy. Yes, we had a good time. But then, you know, I was losing what the business was about with very customer oriented, very customer focused. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when, when you rest in your, you know, putting your faith in like, like a big day in somebody's hands, you want to know who you're, who you're dealing with. Of course. And uh, we, I felt, you know, when we were doing that, I thought we were losing focus. So I completely stripped it all back. And I mm -hmm. went back to how I used to do things where I said, oh, we're going to do one food taste in a day. I'm mm -hmm. not going to rush my clients. If they come late, it's not a problem. It's, you know, traffic, my, my clients come from all over London, outside London. So, you know, traffic. So, you know, we, we stripped it back. said so one food taste in a day. I'm personally going to be there. I'm personally going to be my clients. I'm going to personally manage their function. Mm -hmm. Um, and well, you're going for doing. quality over quantity now. I mean, I guess mm -hmm. when you start out, yeah. it is the numbers just to get yeah. it off the ground. But you know, with with how the company's grown in stature, with the kind of clients that you've been getting, I guess you're going to focus on the quality. Yeah, it is. We're, we're quality over quantity by by all means. I mean, we limit the amount of work we take on. Mm -hmm. um, I, if I got a big wedding on one day, that's the only wedding I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like to make sure the uh, the client is getting what they pay for. They're paying for a quality brand, a quality food. And the best team, and the yeah. only way I can deliver that is by only doing their function. So yeah. if I got a wedding for three hundred, three hundred people, I'm guaranteeing you, yours, yours is the only function we're gonna have. We are, yeah. you know, we 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 tell everyone we are a bespoke caterer. We're not a production house where I will mm -hmm. be doing five, six, seven functions. Yeah. Uh, you know, the menu you're gonna pick for your days, the menu I'm gonna provide on your day. Yeah. You know, because I don't have the capacity to cook and store you know we cook everything fresh you know so in yeah. order for me to maintain that quality and to maintain a bespoke caterer status we're only going to do your job and we're only going to do your job to the highest standard i can i think which stands you know it, it just shows that the quality that you got there it's the reason you've been winning so many awards that i think you do stand out amongst your peers so i think that's fantastic um Rashford, tell me what, what do you think in the past 10 years has been the turning point for the company and yourself 
Uh, I think the past 10 years turning point for me is a big learning curve. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm quite a jolly person. I mean, I'm quite purpose, personal target. I do get on with everyone. For me, as a, as a personally, the turning point was um, a bit difficult, really. Uh, I suppose when I went out to the corporate market, when I started, obviously, when, when you introduced me to particular clients, I mean, that was a big turning point for me personally to enter into a corporate market. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a big turning point for Saturday occasion when we did Stephen Henry's uh, book launch. And wow. when we when we went to the corporate market, we, you know, I never foresee that you know we will be in Mayfair doing work for artists you know honorable you know like the honorable Richard Evans you know established houses uh, I think that was a big turning point for mm-hmm. the brand itself and for my team that you know we, we've turned a major corner just breaking to a very niche and unique sector like that is very hard mm-hmm. and you've got to have an established brand behind you to do that and we managed to break it into that industry and we did it you know quite smoothly and it's a, a good transition for uh, on on what we used to do you know just I wrote, actually do you, do you i've got now am i just imagining this but were you on the cover of mayfair times at some point it was uh the london lux magazine london look that's it that's it i knew i'd seen it somewhere wow that's yeah. that's an amazing accomplishment actually you're right it's yeah. um, there's not that many asian caterers that you see i mean I've, there's a couple of brands that you know roll off people's tongues and they're all mm. all over central london but you know to get a bespoke caterer come in and be in mayfair i think that's an amazing achievement yeah i mean when we when we approached the um, the the issue of london lux um it was um I think it was a big, big uh, talking point because, you know, you never see many Asians on the front cover, but a Sikh turban, got Asians, a Sikh guy with a turban mm. on a front cover uh, in a major London luxury magazine was a big turning point. Um, you know, you, you, you're breaking the industry, you know, you see these nice people on, on, yeah. on front covers, but you never saw a Sikh turban guy on a major yeah. Publishing publication like that, uh, so I think that was a big turning point as well. So I mean, yeah, I think that for me, as I say, you know, the London Lux, I completely forgot about that. I think that was a, a good accomplishment <laughs> for the brand and for myself Percy to be approached, um, yeah. and that was again from they they saw us working at one of the events and they were quite happy and impressed with what we did. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, that was a, a big achievement for Sakia Caterin as a brand and for me personally to be approached and be on the front cover of that of that particular publication. Oh, fantastic. I mean, I, I'm just uh, happy to have uh, thankfully been at a, at least one or two of the events to have actually tasted the food there. So that's been fantastic. And obviously, yeah. you know, at a couple of other occasions. So, I mean, that, that, that's some of your personal victories there. What would you say have been maybe some of the down points over the last 10 years that have kept you going because here's the other thing okay covid hit everybody hard it hit a lot of catering companies very hard and there's certain catering like you know we've discussed this before folded no longer around anymore restaurants closed down um you know covid was a low but fortunately you came through that but do you think there was a real low over the last 10 years that you could think that well actually this was a real learning for me and made you stronger from it uh i think the, the the major low for me was uh after two years when we you know i've I had thought to myself, you know, I, I'll breeze into the industry. I'll, I'll walk into it with my contacts. Uh, at one point, I was thinking, did I make the right decision? And mm-hmm. I was quite down about it. I spent, I'm gonna, I spent all this, invest all this money into sat care, buying equipment, launching the brand. And after just after two years, I was thinking, you know, 
happened. We haven't done any major, major events. We know we're doing small 50 people here, 50 people locally. It was nothing major which we had done, which you say, yeah, you know, we've we've done this. Um, and there was a few, you know, few times where I said, you know, shall I pack it in? Mm. Um, but you know, with the support of my family, my wife, my friends, you know, I, I stuck with it. But I think though there were some very dark moments around sort of just two years where you know I wasn't thinking right. I've I miscalculated this, and mm-hmm. um, I don't think uh, we're gonna survive to be honest wow. uh, if, okay. we don't, if we don't start making a name for ourselves and start getting the work in you know doing 50 people here and there is it's not what i wanted to do mm-hmm. um and then at the same time i had um, a number of uh, local competitors who trying to who might have seen me seen us as a threat and went out trying to discredit my company this you know we, we weren't doing as has Big and better than they were, but they might, might have seen the potential we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they they tried the best to sort of discredit myself and my company. Uh, but is um, you know, we had a couple of good jobs that came through, and, and that sort of turned everything around. And I said, okay, fine. Okay. That gave me the motivation again, and sort of kick up the backside to say, all right, you know, let's rethink this. How we're launching? We've done these. We can do it. We've got yeah. the perfect team. You know, a few few adjustments here and there which were needed which are made uh added personnel to the team and uh we just started growing wow and what's what's really been the motivation though i mean like you know you've talked about things happening look you you fell into accountancy because you were good at it you were at university so therefore you were with people and you know you started doing the dj stuff and that kind of Again, falling into it, into the wedding side of things. You saw the catering side. Um, you pursued it and you got into it. But what keeps you going? What what's what keeps you motivated to grow this business and keep going? Um, I love what I do. Simple fact. I love jobs. I love, I mean, I love event management. I love going out there, providing good food. Uh, I love meeting new people. Uh, and it's 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 like after you've done a job and you've done a good job, you know, when you when you work with with your heart on your sleeve and you do a good job you put everything in it and for the the comments we get from our customers and people trying to say do you know what uh that was fantastic food is one of the best food i've had um well the early days when we first did that first wedding as i was walking around tables the guy stood up he goes to me are you the uh, owner i said yes i am he stood up and shook my hand he goes do you know what I've been to a lot of weddings. It's the best food I've had. Uh, when you get comments like that, it's unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. I, did, I did a wedding, and as I was walking around tables, this, this guy is a doctor, and he, you know, he he asked me because I have been here all day. Are you the owner of the business? I said, Yeah, I'm the owner. I thought I wanted to get a complaint here, and um, <laughs> he goes, Do you know what? He goes, I'm really sad. I don't have another daughter to get married. And I'm like, well, You should be lucky you've got another daughter if you got married. Too. And he pointed both and goes, This girl booked. This caterer, and I'm really disappointed that I spent sixty thousand pound on the food for her wedding. It was awful. I'm, I'm really sorry. This girl got married two years ago. She picked this caterer. There's another forty thousand pound down the drain compared to what you did. He goes from from the morning breakfast to the evening. He goes even the dal. He goes because I've never had dal this good. He goes I just can't believe how good the food was, and I'm yeah. wish I could have had another daughter to do a wedding so I could book you. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's always there's always the uh, the grandson's birthdays, and then he goes, "Give me your card," and, and I, in my hand, my jacket had a wad of cards, so maybe about 30, 40 cards in my my in my jacket. So I put the wad out and I gave him a card, and in the card I had put in front of him to give to him, 
He sort of went past that, grabbed the whole wad from me, and he goes, keep one for yourself, I need these. <laughs> and, I put that, and I looked at him, I said, what? And he goes, he goes you're going to get a lot of work from me. Uh, and, you know, he goes, obviously, wow. we have done some work for his family members and some friends uh, since then. Yeah. And I was just, like, taken back from it. And um, I thought, oh, wow, you know, it's, it's nice to get the compliments. And those those are sort yeah. of things I think, okay, you've been up since 6 o'clock this morning. You've been mm -hmm. on the road since 7. You know, your chefs have been working all night uh, to get the food out here. And, you know, you've travelled. Uh, 50 60 we went to we went to newcastle we traveled you know 200 300 miles in sheffield devon you know when you yeah. go to places like that you think oh do you know is, is it really worth going out? but when you get comments and feedback like that from the client yeah. end of the day you know and the, the people who come up and shaking your hands i had um when we did a job just past wolverhampton people come into our catering tent to shake our hands saying the food was fantastic when when you get that from a guest it just gives you the automatic the motivation and, and the pleasure yeah. of like you know, you might be drained, you might be mentally drained and you might mm -hmm. be physically tired, but just getting those comments from your guests just gives you that boost and you go home so motivated and you, you look forward to the next event. Wow. So it's, it's it's getting those comments from your guests and, mm -hmm. and you know, you're thinking, okay, yeah, and when especially, you know, when they come to the, the kitchen and asking for your card, then yeah. knows you you are doing something right, and those those sort of things, those small things, those small gestures, which give us the biggest motivational boost to carry on. That's fantastic. I mean, okay. So in terms of carrying on, in terms of growth, I mean, in this day and age, we live in a world where everything's marketed on Instagram, TikTok. It's very visual, and obviously, what you do is very visual. However, mm -hmm. would you say that your industry is still growing through word of mouth or through digital marketing? Um, I think it's word of mouth. Um, it's all the inquiries I get. I'll say, "How do you find us?" They say, oh, "We got you. You got we got recommended, or mm -hmm. you did this person's wedding, or somebody was at this person's wedding who gave you your number." Yeah. And then we refer them to our Instagram or Facebook. Say, "Okay, uh, you got recommended. If you don't know what we do, please go and check the sort of stuff we've done in the past." Okay. Uh, we leave the real issue proposal. Just go and see what we've done and to make sure we are the right caterer for you. So, you know, I think the social media is a reference point. It, mm -hmm. It's got to be there uh, to have presence. If you don't have any social media presence, you're not a business now. You know, you, you, the work, you know, we, we used to post a lot. We don't post that much, you know, has, we post jobs, has them when they're done. You know, we could do yeah. a wedding in August, in August and I might post weddings for that job in November. Yeah. It's just so it's a reference point. So we've done, we've done this wedding. You know what, though? So, me be, me being a consumer, though, what yeah. I would love to see, I would love to see like Instagram lives while you're on at an event. What's going on behind the scenes? How you guys are putting it together? I'm not saying that would be great for you, but I think for people who love food as much as I do, it'd be like a, a great insight to see what's going on. So we, we have done that a couple of times. We did, we did do, we did go in live a couple of yeah. times, but then it, it, it becomes a GDPR where, you know, wherever you are, breaking any rules there, yeah. there's a possibility of that as well so uh it's sort of be taking the risk of having any complaints but we have done <laughs> that in the past we know we okay. did uh, a wedding and the, 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 they said you know uh they had a link for it and we did an instagram uh, so facebook live we went live okay. for it um so we have done that past but then i'm always cautious you know whether that's the right approach um and if you're breaking any data protection or GDPR rules, okay, yeah. you know, you're, you're filming. Yeah, no, you, I suppose you've got to understand that as well. So what's next for Satcare Catering? Well, where are you taking it? I mean, what's next? Is it just going to, are you just waiting on your next lots of clients or are you, what are you doing? What are you doing next? Um, I mean, 
the company's growing at a phenomenal pace and we are still growing. Mm. Um, it's got to a stage where you know, we, we take on a lot more work than I really want to or we carry on doing the bespoke stuff we are. Um, my mind is sticking to what we want to do. What we do best is our bespoke catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we uh, before COVID, we were very big with the corporate industry, doing a lot of work yeah. uh, for a lot of artists. You know, we did a, a job for Axel Insurance at the Billingham uh, Car Show two years wow. ago. Um, so, you know, we were the first ever Asian, Indian caterers to do a Bollywood night, theme night at the Silver and Premier, the prestige car show wow fantastic the, uh first night first ever night is the first day is a vip right? that's right yeah and then the first evening they do the vv vvip dinner for 300 mm-hmm. people uh due to covid they couldn't do it inside the palace so they had it in the axa market which is sponsored by axa and they appointed us to do the food that night wow. uh one of the major highlights for sake catering you no know, to to do a job of that Salary that, wow! Yeah, at uh, for actual insurance, and you're you're dealing with some really high network people. Um, uh, but you know, to get back, next aim for us to, uh, for us is to get back in the corporate world. Now things are opening back up again. Mm-hmm. Is to just to you know get our presence back in the corporate industry and win our clients back again. Hopefully, you know this they'll start doing a few more things this year, and uh, just to get out there and start doing a bit more corporate work, which we used to enjoy doing. It's excellent. Indian Indian corporate catering is different to the British corporate catering, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of people realise that what we do compared to what our British competitors do is completely different. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we did did take a lot of work away from a lot of people because we were different and we mm-hmm. were new. Well, well, we know that the uh, what is it? Indian food is very popular in uh, Britain, so why wouldn't it be in terms of corporate hospitality and canapes and stuff? So course mm. it's it's just a it's just a done thing isn't it um in terms of uh like i said growth i mean going back into the corporate world what what about you personally that's the company what about you what about your own personal growth where where do you see yourself in maybe five to ten years time uh five to in this time still doing what i'm doing today uh <laughs> leading the company uh being myself um uh, my feet firmly on the ground and putting my overalls on i'm going to work and guiding the team and making sure they they carry on following the standards we've set mm-hmm. that's fantastic it really is um Rashpel, thank you very much for coming on to the second success podcast it's always wonderful to hear about what people go through um some of the challenges that they face to get to where they've got to and like you said it's, it's a hard industry many have failed there are events or circumstances outside of your control that you know you just cannot you know handle really you know covid just being one of them i guess um but you know you've just come out of it stronger than ever and growing from strength to strength so congratulations thank you very much and that was my very good friend Rashpal Nandre and uh, if anybody knows me well knows how much I love food and I must admit Rashpal's food and the food that his chefs create is amazing so if you ever get the opportunity please do it try it out and uh, please also if you've enjoyed this episode do share it with people do um, let other people know about it and do subscribe and let others know about it too and until next time take care I'm Dr Rakesh Rana the clear coach